Welcome to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast, where just like Sloppy Joe's, it's always better with a beer in your hand. I know we sure do. Welcome to episode one of the Fantasy Joe's. I'm Buck, I'm here with Pook, and I'm here with Philly Philly. Alright, so we're going to do a little bit of time traveling here. We, uh, we recorded this episode about an hour before Thursday night's game. Uh, we paused, and now we're re-recording again on Saturday. There's been some updates and news. You're going to hear us talk throughout this episode um, about Gus Edwards. You're going to hear us talk about Latavius Murray. If you haven't heard the news, Latavius has been signed by the Ravens. Everything we've said about that team kind of still stands. We're we're still kind of hype on Latavius, maybe Tyson. It's going to be running back by committee. Um, you're going to hear at the end of this where we start talking about the fan- during the fantasy draft. Obviously, it was recorded after the game. Um, anyway, enjoy episode one. Well, boys, let's get into it. The fucking football season's back. It's tonight. We're, we're back, boys. We're one hour away from the kickoff. Bucks. It's been a long off season, but we're finally here. Little Bucks and Cowboys, ready to start us off. As Philly Philly would say, Bucks and Cowgirls. Mm. Cow, cowgirls. Um, well, let's let's get into it, boys. What do you think? Let's let's talk about some news. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, big big news today. I mean, it was Gus Edwards. We thought it was going to be a fantasy steal. And fantasy giveth and fantasy taketh away. It's a real bummer, you know. We thought we were going to all be joining on the bu- Gus bus, singing us a little wheels on the Gus bus go round and round. But you know what? Sometimes the wheels fall off the bus. little flat tire for the Gus bus. Oh, man, some people thought they had to steal the draft this year. A couple of you might have drafted early, got them, got them on waivers. But uh, times, are, times are new. We got Tyson Williams in the building. We got maybe a little Le'Veon, a little Devontae Freeman. We got a triple head duo over there. What are we? What are we? What are we seeing, boys? Currently, currently we've got we got Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman sitting on uh, sitting in training camp right now. So, is this the most uh, accoladed training camp we've ever seen in NFL history? Mm, I'd say if you were talking about five years ago, absolutely. Unfortunately, the year is 2021. So we're not talking about, you know, the Wash, Le'Veon Bell, and Devontae Freeman of the past. I think it's going to be the Tyson Williams show. And you know what? I think they're not just going to sell with Tyson Williams. They may have said they were comfortable with their uh, running back depth going into the season. But now, about right about now, things have changed. I could see them going for Latavius Murray very soon. Chell, what do you think? I'm not much of a Latavius guy. I mean, you already got three on the lineup. You're going to add another one of the same caliber. Uh, who are you going to play each week? Uh, at this point, I think the best running back on the Ravens is still Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm thinking we might be seeing a, a full running back by committee, steamrolled by the quarterback. I don't think anyone's really playable. If I'm drafting, or if I'm, if I'm picking up the waiver and I've got either Latavius, Bell, or Freeman still available, I'm taking Latavius in hopes that he goes to the Ravens. Maybe he'll go somewhere else, but I cannot trust Bell. I cannot trust Freeman. They're washed. Maybe one of these other two, the undrafted Fricky Reagent, Tyson, and then this other Blake Canton. Uh, but I, I, I'm not picking up anyone right now. This is definitely, in my mind, a full running back back committee. Certainly, but I mean, we got to think about this, right? You know, obviously, Tyson Williams, he made the team as an undrafted free agent. But up until this week, Latavius Murray was on an NFL team, which can't be said for Le'Veon Bell or Devontae Freeman. But he's not on the team yet. That's true. That's true. All I got to say, boys, is uh, it's a waiver wire season, and if you need a flyer, I would grab any of those three guys and just hope and pray that he's a starter and he turns into something because this is a running team, and 
uh, it's not going to change. If you're spending fab. Who who? Let's let's say we got five dollars fab, and we're going to put money on all of them. Who are we spending big on? Who are we spending least on? Who, who's putting five dollars on? Are you putting one? Who, who are we picking from? Tyson's my guy. Young guy, new guy, fresh legs. I'm taking him. I'm spending the most money on him, and hoping that he's, he's just got a the, spot. He's got a spot already. He, yep. Tyson's clearly clearly the number one. Honestly, I'm ignoring Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman. I'm not going for either of those guys. If I'm not going for Tyson, I'm hoping I'm hoping Murray ends up on the squad. I like Latavius not only for his, his chance to be on the Ravens, but because you've got multiple team options. He could go somewhere else, and maybe he's just another cog in a machine, or maybe he ends up being a starter. Maybe he gets picked up by the Jets. You know, they need a running back. There's a couple teams who are out there who need a running back. I'd rather the guy who he could be a starter on the Ravens, or he could be a starter on a different team, you know? Mm. So, I mean, either way, you can't go wrong with Tyson. You can't go wrong with Tavius. Avoid Bell. Avoid Freeman. Let's get to the next piece of news here. Um, Naheem Himes, uh, head coach uh, Frank Reich, recently said that he's going to get a lot of carries this year, and he's kind of the PPR guy. He's the guy getting receptions. Are we overvaluing Jonathan Taylor? Are we undervaluing Hines? Like, what's the running back order here? Do we think that Hines is a lot more value than, like, I think he's going undrafted now in leagues. Like, what are we thinking here? It's mm, a really good question because, I mean, you know, over the last half of the year, last year, Jonathan Taylor was spectacular. And, you know, not Naheem Himes, he's a really good player. And I think he's still going to get his due. But I don't think that's necessarily going to take away from JT. I think uh, I think we may see him getting some extra carries. But I think some of this could be some coach speak. I, this, this backfield reminds me of the Saints uh, of past with Mark Ingram and Kamara. I think they both might be playable every week. Uh, I think you might have Jonathan Taylor taking the bulk of the carries on the ground, but Hines still getting plenty of care, uh, touches from uh, dunk-off Wentz over there, um, feeding him the ball, and he'll still get touches on the run, and they'll both eat equally. If anyone knows anything about dunk-off Wentz, it's, it's Philly Philly. And, um, you know, you boys both know that I'm a, I'm a Max Ruther. Uh, he might not. He's he's, <laughs> he's getting he's getting three four carries a game, and it's not eating into Himes carries. That's going right to Jonathan Taylor. Hines is still going to get his. I kind of like this. I think it's good news for Hines if you're in PPR. I don't mind snagging him at the end of your draft. I don't mind playing him maybe week one or waiting on him and just seeing what happens. If he pops off week one, maybe you sell him. Now tell me, at what point would you play Hines? Like, where where's the running back line for you? Because I mean, obviously, with a guy like Naheem Hines, you don't know if he's going to get. You know, if he's going to get five carries, if he's going to get five targets, what do you think? It's a it's a PPR game. If you're in a full PPR, I think you play him. You know, he's getting five targets a game. I think that's I think that's close to guaranteed at this point. You'd flex him. I, I think you could flex him. I, I think you could flex him over. If you're if you're desperate at a flex, or maybe you're in a two receiver league and a flex, you could definitely flex him. I'd say it depends on the matchup. I'd say if they're playing a, a pass heavy offense and it's going to be a high scoring game, then it might be possible. But I think this offense is going to be. Uh, potentially a run-heavy offense, and uh, if they're playing a, a scrub team, then they might just run the ball out of the the whole game. So there's there's some side news here is uh, side news here from the same um, the same conference with with Frank Reich. He also said that uh, once he's ready to go, I mean once he's practicing, he's full go. Uh, for me, I was down on the Colts because I thought they were gonna be starting uh, Easton Stick. But with Wentz in there, I, I think we're underrating Wentz. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is on his way to an MVP season. He gets injured. The Eagles win a Super Bowl. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I, I think we could have a comeback player of the year. Philly Philly is a happy man. We just need 75% of the snap count. We get our first-round pick, and we run out of there a happy man. <laughs> so as long as he stays healthy, healthy, 
and he, he gets his 75% of the snaps, uh, we're good over here. I got to side with Buck here, you know. I think uh, I think the Colts have a, an awesome offensive line, which is something that couldn't uh, always be said for the Eagles. And, uh, you know, I think Wentz— Healthy. Healthy. Yes. I think I think whenever if Wentz has a little time in the backfield, he's able to, you know, see some of these lanes. I think we'll probably see him move around a little bit, pass the ball a little more. And I think we'll see a, a healthy, healthy— Offense. Uh, Keyword healthy. Until yes. he gets hit. <laughs> Until he and gets hit. And we're saying healthy as uh, their best alignment is currently still out with a uh, was a, a Liz Frank injury in his right foot. What's mm. going on? What yeah. do you think? He's coming back. I mean, Wentz came back. He can come back too. Quinn Allen come back. He can come back. We'll see what happens there. He's going to need him. He's going to need he, him healthy the whole season. So with if Wentz, he has if, any with chance. Wentz coming back, how high are we on uh, Pittman? T.Y. Hillen's out for a little while. Mm. I mean, where people are drafting them, and, and some of them you can probably get on waivers right now, I think it's a high flyer, but it might be worth it because Carson's going to find his guy. There's always one guy that he kind of attaches to and feels comfortable with and kind of hits him. So there's going to be one out of those three. A uh, little concerned about T.Y. with the injury and everything, but there's going to be one of those three that is going to potentially um, have a breakout year if Carson can uh, – as we say, stay healthy. Yeah, I'm not starting either of these guys week one. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, if you have them on your team already, uh, you know, that's great. Sit them on the bench. Let them have a week and kind of, you know, see what's going on. See the, kind of the pecking order with these Colts because you want to – obviously, I don't think they're going to be a team that supports two good wide receivers. I think either there's going to be a split workload between the two, in which point neither of them is going to be valuable, or – Wentz is going to have his guy, and his guy is going to be the one to target. And I don't mean to say it, but I mean, are we underranking their tight ends? Because we saw what we saw, we saw what he did in Philly, and they've got a guy. His name is Jack Doyle. They've got the largest player in the league, Mo Ali Cox. Yes. Are we are we underrating Mo Ali Cox? Are we underrating Jack Doyle? It is the the seventeen season when he had uh, Ertz and uh, Trey Burton. It, it's bringing back some memories. I wouldn't be opposed to snagging Jack, uh, Jack Doyle maybe at the end of the draft or sitting your waiver. Maybe you got an open spot. Maybe maybe Gus Edwards went down. They haven't declared him fully out yet. You put him in your IR and you pick up Jack Doyle. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Right. If you got the space for him and if you want to call your shot, sure. But I'm not going to be dropping anyone that, I, that I'm looking towards seeing some production out of or maybe a, maybe a sleeper that I have for Jack Doyle. Fair enough. And... Um, we're about to move on to. Uh, we're we're going to cover some games this week, and I think before we do that, there's there's one topic that we really wanted to cover. Um, Pook here is, is a big Jags fan, and come, coming with the Jags, uh, one of the big thing big things this year is hope. So we wanted to talk about hope a little bit this year, and there are three teams who we all agree have a lot of hope for now and in the future, uh, specifically the Jets, the Bears, and the Jags, with Wilson, Fields, and Lawrence. And uh, I'd like to kick it off, and I'm going to say that I think Fields is the best out of the three hands down. I don't think it's even a question. You know, that, that's funny you say that because uh, people have been saying Lawrence is, what, the best prospect since Andrew Luck. And you know what? We saw I believe him. Mm-hmm. I believe him. Luck was a good quarterback, though. Luck was a good quarterback. And here's the thing. If you saw that last preseason game, Lawrence looked good. It looked like we were starting to get our offense together. I mean, obviously, I'm a Jags homer. I'm going to be a little bit biased. But 
I'm feeling feeling pretty good about the future right now. I don't get me wrong. I think Fields is great. I think he's you think he's an awesome athlete. Rank him. Rank him for us. Who from one to three? Who's who's the best? Who's the worst? Maybe even consider like team team build around. Who's going to be the most successful in the next five years? You know, people people really sleep on Wilson. I'm going to try not to here. <sighs> one to three. Just give us most. The, the, who's going to be most successful in the next five? Well, years? Well, it's easy. It's easy for me. At We're one. not worried about five years. It's easy, easy for me. This, at season. One. Give, this season. Give us this season. Who's the most successful this season? Okay, so Fields hasn't even been named the starter yet. So. We can't we can't put him on the docket yet. I'm gonna put Lawrence in number well, we, one. We we know how that that plays out. He'll get Give in there the game by three. week three. I will skip the first. We'll skip the, the stadium. First. Okay. The stadium from will be chanting on, his from name. Week four on. From, okay, so from week four on, and we're talking about fantasy from value. Whenever he starts, just just success value, not fantasy football value. Okay, I'm gonna put my boy, T Law at the top, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna put Fields, and then I'm gonna put Wilson, just because. I believe I believe in our Jags, and I I do believe in Fields' talent. I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I think he's a, a freak athlete. I think uh, I think we'll see him obviously doing pretty well. You know, I think Zach Wilson's good as well. But man, Fields looked pretty good in some of those preseason games. And you know, I think that right there is the definition of hope. It's you blindly believe in something even when facts tell you otherwise. <laughs> you know. That's the funny thing about facts. It depends on what you uh, on where you're getting them. And if you're getting them from this guy, you know you better check them twice. <laughs> I let's let's do a little bet. Who's gonna win more games this year? What Fields or Lawrence? Fields or Lawrence? And only the starting games. So you can you can discount the four whatever games up until Fields starts. Mm, that's a good bet. It's a good bet. I'm gonna take my boy. I'm gonna take the Jags. I think we're gonna win more. I mean, obviously. All right. Uh, I'll bet you a shot. We'll, we'll do a couple shots on her. Oh, well, you know, I'm always up for a shot. One shot for every win. For every win. One shot for every win that that boy wins over. Count him up at the beginning of the season and see who can stand. All right. All right, I'll man. I'll see you there. I got Fields. I got T-Law. And you, I mean, you got Lawrence over there, I'm, Billy. I'm, I'm a Zach Wilson guy. Little do they know. Uh, whoa. I think I think with Corey Davis this year, Corey Davis could have a huge year. Their O-line is a little skeptical. They do have some young guys that could come out. Uh, running back, who knows where that's going to go. But I think Zach Wilson has an arm. He has the wide receiver talent with the two young guys, Elijah Moore and uh, Denzel Mims, along with Corey Davis and the trusty Crowder. Don't tell me this, Mims. Don't, Zach, don't, don't Zach, sneak a Mims name Zach in has the me. weapons around him. We're not even going to mention Kristen, Chris Herndon. He's gone. Oh, Chris Herndon's he's on, gone. He's, who's he on? He's on the Vikings now. He got Vikings. traded. Vikings. Come on, Philly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Jetty Jetty. He's Philly Philly. Tyler Croft is a sleeper. If he's available, he's going to be available because no one's looking at him. He Listen, this guy caught two touchdown passes in the preseason in one game. It was like dude, on the goal line. He's the only tight end. The other guy that they have a tight end is 240 pounds, and he's caught in seven passes in his five years in the league. All right? Uh, Tyler Croft, is, don't be sleeping on this guy. He's got the workload, and they're going to be slinging the rock because uh, nine, ta- nine times out of ten, they're going to be losing the game, and they're going to be down more than seven points. All right, well, I love a good bet to start off the podcast. It's, uh, it's special, and uh, we're going to see who's going to get hammered at the end of the season because of this. Let's get into the, let's get into the, the slate of this week's games. We're going to talk about eight of them today. Uh, we're going to start off with one that's close to Philly Philly. It's a little Eagles-Falcons. When we talk about these games, we're going to give you guys some starts. We're going to give you guys some traps. We're going to give you guys some sleepers. So, Philly Philly, why don't you start us off? Who's your just 
Give us some starts of the week for for, uh, for the Eagles, Eagles-Falcons. All right, we got some couple starts of the week that are kind of just uh, known to everyone. You're definitely starting Booby. I think Booby with, with Jordan Howard going to the practice squad. Uh, I was a little concerned about Jordan Howard taking away from his TD touches, uh, kind of goal line carries, but I uh, definitely feel like Booby is going to be the workhorse back this this or this season. Uh, they're going to have a little work from Boston Scott and Gainwell kind of out of the backfield. What do we think about Gainwell? Is Gainwell going to take carries? I'm, I'm I, a little I, worried. I, as a booby owner in many leagues, I'm a little worried about Gainwell. I think Gainwell will be used as a Sproul-esque. I think uh, probably 40 to 50% of his uh, playing will be out of the slot or the wide receiver position. Um, I don't think he'll get many carries out of the backfield or running the ball. I think he'll be more of the screen play, um, bubble screen, kind of all those things, uh, or playing in the slot. But uh, Give me a receiver. Let me hear about some receivers on, on, on Philly. We, we've got an interesting trio. So everyone knows Devontae Smith. Um, we know his route running and all that, but we have a couple speedsters that... Uh, Are we underrating Jalen Rager? I, I think that's who we I, I think we're underrating more than anything Quez Watkins. Mm. I think Quez Watkins is going to be playing out of the slot. If you're playing in a 12 to 14 team league uh, with, a, with a deep bench, uh, that might be a guy to look out for for a flyer play. Uh, Quez Watkins or Rager, both deep, deep players... Can take the ball to the crib at any point. Are you starting? If, if you're looking at your, at your lineup and you have, let's say, I mean, I can't imagine you have Quez. No offense, but let's say you have Devonta or maybe you have Quez. Are we starting them as a receiver too? Are they a flex? Are they a deeper league as in a double flex or a triple flex? Like, what are we thinking here? Yeah, where this are is you more the dynasty them? play or the? I'm talking um, about start of the week. Where are we comfortable starting Devonta Smith? Double flex league. He's done, is he a receiver two? Is he? Oh, you got. You got. Is he a he's receiver a, he's three? He's a flex. He's a flex play in a full PPR, uh, twelve team league. He'll definitely get the touches. He'll definitely get a lot of short plays. Uh, a little concern about the deep play on him, because I know the the threat of Rager and Watkins, and they'll both be doing all the long field routes. So I think Devontae is more of a PPR monster. Uh, than a non-PPR uh, wide receiver two or flex play. And aside from the obvious starts, in my mind, I, I'm obviously going with Booby. Um, I think the only other obvious start, I mean, if you're looking up, I mean, you're, you're starting Ridley if you have mm. him. Um, besides Ridley, I think Gage is, is a deep, is just a, a, a phenomenal flyer here if you have him. Absolutely. If you have him on waiver, um, you could definitely play him. I mean, you're talking about an Eagles who have just been burnt year after year at cornerback, and they haven't had much help. No offense to the Eagles, they just they keep ignoring the position. And now you got their best cornerback is going to be shadowing Ridley. Darius Slay, he's going to be on Ridley. Yeah, and all they, game, right? All game, and now they and now they got Gage and Gage and Pitts, and I don't think Gage is even number two. They're going to be guarding Pitts, and they're going to leave Ridley. Are they going to leave Gage wide open? So I think you could play Gage with confidence. Uh, quarterbacks here, I think the Falcons have a terrible defense, and you could. Easily start Jalen Hurts with, with confidence. He's he's gonna score you at least a rushing touchdown. I think that's obvious. Yeah, I, I would piggyback off Buck here. You know, I think. Uh, yeah, so I'd piggy, I'd piggyback off Buck here. You know, we know that Matt Ryan is a volume machine. He drops back and he play and he t- chucks the ball. And like Buck said. 
Darius Slay, he's going to be on Calvin Ridley. You know, big play Slay, locking up big Calv, maybe. But we also know Russell Gage is a good player. Russell Gage, he gets his. So if 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 Ridley's going to have some trouble with with Darius Slay, I think the number two option, he's going to get his, his targets. He's going to get his. All right, so we've talked about some starts. Let's talk about uh, some trap players from this Eagles-Falcons game. Yeah, absolutely. So for me... I think my trap player's got to be Mike Davis, and here's why. So we saw Mike Davis have some fantasy success last year with the Carolina Panthers, and you know I think that I think that's good. But we're not talking about the Panthers; we're talking about the Falcons here. And the Falcons haven't had a good running back since Devontae Freeman. They really haven't had a running back that you wanted to start. So. I personally, I don't think that I'm going to be... I don't have Mike Davis in any of these leagues here. I know If you drafted him, you had to pay up for him. I doubt you have a second running back that you would start over him. But at the same time, I would temper my expectations there. I'll, let, me, let me add to that and just say the Falcons have a garbage fucking O-line. And if the Eagles are one... Or one good thing they have in defense is their run-stopping ability. And that's the only thing they've ever done is stop the run. And the Falcons... Have a terrible O-line. I just I can't imagine playing Mike Davis in this game unless you truly have to. If he's in your flex and you got someone here even questioning, take him out. Do yourself a favor. All right, Pook, let's go on to surprises. Who's your big surprise player of this of this matchup here? Uh, if I had to pick a surprise and it wasn't Russell Gage, because I feel like the guy I slept on, I would expect if there were a surprise, it would be Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Because Kyle Pitts, you know, he's got the draft capital. And, you know, it typically it takes a little while for these rookie tight ends to break out. You know, it takes a couple of years. But this guy, he was a first-round pick. He was very highly drafted. And you know what? We've seen that can happen in the past with Evan Ingram. So it could happen. i just like to say there's some, some breaking news going on currently right now. Marcus Peters does have a confirmed torn ACL. He got tested at the same time as Gus Edwards. They're not confirming Gus Edwards. Don't drop him just yet. Just saying. Point. Hold your horses. Hold your horses, boys. The, the Gus bus just might need a little oil change. <laughs> Spare tires getting put on, boys. He might be back. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game here. We got... No, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> you guys are going to... I I saved a little Atlanta talk for the end. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about this. Cal, like they said, Calvin's going to be shadowed by Slay. But I, I think definitely the play is Russell Gage. Russell Gage will be guarded by Anthony Maddox, and Maddox is a little skeptical out of the slot. And then all the Mike Davis slander, they want to talk shit about Mike Davis. Yes, we have a great, great, great run defense, but what we do not have is any linebackers, and we are— Which we is are, why we're saying Kyle we Pitts. We are terrible. That's why we're saying Kyle Pitts. We are terrible against the screens— the 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 out routes, and that's what M- Mike Davis fed on last year. He was the McCaffrey 2.0. He slid into that slot. Half of his points were off PPR and catches out of the backfield. And we are definitely due for a running back to take one to the crib on us, just to just for old time's sakes. Uh, Battle the birds. I could see it. <laughs> Battle, Battle the, birds. the birds. Just like Julio in 2018 when he took a, a a little bubble screen to the crib to end the game with uh, a minute or two left. Uh, so 
I, I will agree that there's part of me that wants to vote for Mike Davis. There's part that doesn't. I, I'm a, in the middle of a trap where I've seen many players get stopped by him. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens here. I want to move on to the next game. Uh, I don't know why it's on the docket, to be honest, because it's not an exciting game. But one of us is a Jags <laughs> homer. So we're going to talk about the Jags Texans. We're going to keep it short. Uh, let's let's uh, let's let's start with some starters. Let's let's go over to Pook here, the the Jacksonville native. Who are you starting in this game? Who's a lock for you, Jags Texans? Uh, so first off, it's obviously going to be James Robinson. You got to start James Robinson. You spent you know a third, fourth round pick on Robinson to get him on your team. Uh, probably a fourth round pick to get him on your team, and you know. I think he's going to have a good year. I don't think he's necessarily going to get the same workload that he got last year. Who's taking it from him? I mean, Carlos Hyde will get his carries. He will get some. But you look at the numbers. You look at the numbers that James Robinson had last year. He was in the 80-90% category. That's pretty high. I don't think he's necessarily going to get that kind of workload. But at the same time, I still think he's going to get his. Okay. So if we're talking about definite starters on the Jag side, that's, that's James, one. who else? Give me one more. Now what what was, about what about who's overrated? Who's underrated? Who who you think? Is I think Le, I think Lavisca Chenault is a trap or is he is he? Is he's he, not a trap. I think he's gonna get a, a lot. He's a of surprise play. start, especially if you're in a half PPR or a full PPR league. He is gonna get utilized. We're gonna see a lot of Chenault. He's gonna take carries out of the backfield, just like he did last year. He's gonna get a lot of bubble screens and he's gonna get a little over the top action. I think he is going to get the ball because he is a playmaker. Well, what about Marvin Jones? You, Marvin you, Jones. You're not high on Marvin Jones. I like Marvin Jones. I like Marvin Jones a lot. I like him as a field stretcher. If anyone's gonna take a ball, the ball to the house, it's gonna be Marvin Jones. Okay. That's my opinion. Give us, uh, give us some, give us a start on, on the Texans and give us a trap. Give us, a, sorry, give us a surprise player on the Texans and give us a start on the Texans. I'm just gonna stay away from the Texans running backs. Uh, you know, there's there's a hodgepodge of Philip Lindsay and whoever else on there. So your trap is the entire Texans. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not starting a Texans running back. Who's the Who's the one guy you can trust on this team? Who's, who's Brandon starting? Cooks is the only one I would consider. No, starting. Tyrod. Tyrod, sorry. Oh, I'm not starting Tyrod if my Tyrod. life depends. There's there's Tyrod. about there's about 31 other quarterbacks I would start before Tyrod. Tyrod, I said Tyrod. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, what it, a surprise! It, it, give me a surprise guy. Give me give me a surprise boy from the Texans. He's anyway. at Lavishia. No, oh. from the Texans. I want to hear a Texan surprise. My, a Texan surprise. Cooks. I've got Gotta one. I've got one. Cooks isn't a surprise. I'm thinking of Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Yeah, he's been raved up all off season. Tarad's got to throw to somebody. We know he likes slot boys. I'm telling you, this guy's going to eat. If he's sitting there, expect him to be a big pickup after week one. That's all I'm going to say. Take, listen to the name now and, and thank me later. All right, let's move on. I think uh, this is a pretty quick topic. Uh, there's no starters on either team besides James <laughs> Robinson and uh, possibly Brandon Cooks. Um, they're all overrated. And um, James Robinson's probably the only one underrated. Uh, I'd be interested to see who comes out of this backfield. This this backfield from Houston, someone's gonna get the, money the workhorse. I got money on Philip Lindsay. Someone's gonna get the workhorse force. Someone is gonna be that guy. There's four guys got? right now. Philly, Philly. Who do you David got? Johnson. If if anyone, I would say David Johnson is the one because Oof. they traded. D hop for him, <laughs> and they feel a little guilty. 
They feel fired the guy like who they traded, they who traded D Hop for him. Like <laughs> they need to get their surprise of people and get their money's worth. I got Philip. I agree. Who, I, I, I think I think I think Philip Lindsay is going to be the primary ball carrier. I think just like they said, David Johnson is coming on third down and ruin everything for Philip Lindsay. I'll say this: if it's not Philip Lindsay. Expect the Texans to sign Latavius Murray in the next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they love adding mediocre to good running backs. It's perfect. All right, let's go to the next game here. We got we got Seahawks versus Colts. Philly, Philly, who do we got as a start here? There's a lot of starters here. There, there. Let's start with the big, Seahawks. Let's go Seahawks. There's definitely side some first. big players at this point. Seahawks side um, first. Seahawks. We will definitely be playing Chris Carson. We know the workhorse back. He is. Um, and I, I, I would think. In, in a full PPR league, I would think Lockett is where you got him, where your team is probably set up because of where you got him. He's probably your flex. I, I think he would be a great flex play or an automatic wide receiver too um, at this point. Okay, and what we, I mean, is DK Metcalf a lock in this game? He's got... Not yeah, where you drafted him, you're you're forced to play him at that point. Yeah, DK is an automatic lock at any point. Russell Wilson, um, what do you think about Russell? It's a good defense, yeah. good linebackers. You're I playing mean, Russ. You're playing you're, Russ. You, you know Russ is going to be hit or miss. Either Carson is going to uh, steal all the TDs, or it's going to be five or six touchdowns for for Russ, and probably. Uh, one or two of them are going to be over 50 yards. I know we talked about the Colts briefly, but I, I, who, who's someone on the starter or someone on the Colts that you're starting? And for me, it's not the receivers. For me, it's probably Jonathan Taylor. It's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is the only one. Uh, depending on the league, if it's a two quarterback leave league, I would consider playing Carson. Carson is a magical man. When he's hot, he's hot. <laughs> the magic and man. And when he's not hot, he's not hot. So I, I, I would I would consider playing him. I think it would be kind of a, a flyer at that point, depending on your, your QBs you got. But a two-quarterback league, I would definitely uh, consider playing Carson. Who's our who's our trap player for this game? You can pick either team, Seahawks or Colts. What do you think, Pooks? Mm. Who's a guy who you're saying they sh- you probably should start him, but I don't know. For me, it's Pittman. I, I just think I think it's too early to I tell. I think any wide receiver. Yeah, I think any wide receiver. If it's anything, it's a Colts receiver. So you have to feel them out. Carson Carson is a one guy, one trick pony. He's gonna find his guy and he's gonna lock onto him. And and yeah, it might take six to eight weeks for teams to figure it out, but he's gonna find that guy and that's all he's gonna look at. I and I want to move on here to surprises for a second with the Seahawks. I think that Gerald Everett might just surprise us. I don't know. This Carson Wentz likes to target the tight end. He might have two catches for two touchdowns for ten yards. I mean, it's very realistic if you ask me. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna switch it up and go on the other end, and uh, I'm gonna say uh, Rashard Penny. I think oh. Rashard Penny. He hasn't been healthy for a little while. He hasn't uh, uh, been consistent, but when he's on the field, he is a. Uh, um, Speedster, he's definitely gonna. He has at any point he could take it to the crib. You're not worried you about Alex Collins know. at all. Alex Collins is listed as a number two. I think I think Alex Collins is a goal line back, and Richard Penny is not gonna worry about that because he's gonna be taking it from the 40 yard line and out, and that's the only time he's gonna score TDs. All right, Pook, any surprises for you? Do you agree with us here? I'd go with Chell there. You know, honestly, Richard Penny, like the last time we saw him in action, he was good. 
Him and Chris Carson, they were splitting the workload, and they were both very productive. I think if anyone's going to be a surprise, it would be Rashawn Penny. All right, well, let's, uh, we're going to move on here. We've got Chargers versus Washington, another kind of boring game for me. Uh, I think I'm going to go first. We'll, we'll start with some starts mm-hmm. here. I would have loved to have said Austin Eckler. He's injured. We're not sure what's happening. Are we worried he was about him? Seen, I'm worried. He was seen on the sideline again today wearing his helmet with the trainer. I personally am not picking up any of those backs. I don't like his backups at all. Uh, Washington's defense is very good. Well, I will say on the charges, if you're going to start anyone, you're going to start Keenan Allen. You're going to start Justin Herbert. If you need a tight end and you're desperate out of these two teams, I mean, you're, maybe you start Jared Cook. I would pick him up and sit on him. Um, from from the Redskins or the, from Washington, the football team, you're going to be you're you're playing McLaurin, you're playing Logan Thomas, you're playing Antonio Gibson. Uh, Are so, we playing Logan though? Mm. I think you're playing. If you Logan. don't have a better option, the safeties are, are really good on the Chargers. The the linebackers are decent. I I think the cornerbacks are good on the Chargers. I think I think Logan could eat here. I think I I definitely think it could be a high powered offense, but you have to under, understand it's in the NFC least. Uh, it is a team of bunch of scrubs. We are all high on this guy Antonio Gibson from one year his rookie season. Um, we've all oh, heard high as fuck we, on Antonio. Gibson, we've all John. heard of the sophomore slump. We've all seen it. We've got old man Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic, as they say, out there slinging the rock. You've got one wide receiver, if that, and and a tight end converted from QB. So I'd be a little skeptical about the uh, Washington offense in general. I think a lot of people are high on them, and uh, they're not going to be as overpowered as they think. Now, look, I don't have a problem with all the Washington offense. Oh, here comes the Gibson guy. I like Antonio Gibson. Gibson truther. I, I'm not going to say I'm a Gibson truther. I'm not going to say I'm a Gibson truther. I think he's a good back. And if we think about that, last year he didn't even catch the ball a whole lot. He was taking these balls in off the ground. You, you do a lot, don't you? You take some balls in off the ground once in a while? Uh, you'd have to tell me about that, Buck. I'm not sure. But Whoa, you guys both know about it. Anyway, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he is a good quarterback. He has supported wide receivers in the past. And not only that, it looks like, you know, Logan Thomas, he may not be the best tight end, and he may not be flashy, but he's still going to get production. And he's still going to he's still going to eat, he's still going to get his. So I'm not too worried about the passing game there. And if Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel can be healthy, it may not be week 1, and it may it may not be week 2, but I think he is going to be a big part of this offense. And I think we're going to see a lot of that with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, as far as as far as Antonio Gibson, I'm also I'm not going to say he's going to be the best. He's not going to be the next McCaffrey because J.D. McKissick he is a pass catching specialist and he is going to come in there. He's going to have his catches. He's going to take more work away from Antonio Gibson than we want him to. But at the same time, I think he's I think Gibson's going to be productive. I'm he's obviously going to be at least top twenty running back, probably top fifteen. I don't think top five is in his cards though. Let's uh, let's do some surprises here. I've got two boys who I love. I, I just think we say it every year. I think this is finally his year. We got Mike Williams on the Chargers. He's finally got a, a, a quarterback who can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. There's no one else really in his path for catches. On the other side, uh, there's a boy named Antonio Gandy Golden, uh, and we've got Curtis Samuel who's injured and not playing. 
And I think this rookie could pop. We'll see what happens here. If it's not him, it's going to be someone else. But there is some boy. Uh, what's that? Uh, Dwayne Brown. Sorry, Dwayne Brown. On the, uh, uh, another boy. Look for one of these rookies on, on the Redskins uh, to, to start popping here because uh, their, their second string went down in Curtis Samuel. And we know Fitzpatrick has always supported two receivers. Uh, so if it's not going to be Terry McLaurin, there's going to be another guy. I don't know if Logan Thomas fills that receiver role. It's either Dwayne Brown or Antonio Gennie Golden. Uh, if McLaudog is the only guy, uh, there's a chance he's going to be doubled the whole game, and he's going to have to find another option. But we've if seen it's not, him. if it's not Gibson, we've we have seen McLaudog, as we call him, old Sheriff McLaudog, Terry McLaurin. He does it. Even since he was a rookie, he has been a great receiver. I'm not so worried about him. With we, terrible quarterbacks, as well. With terrible quarterbacks. If we're talking about someone who's a little bit of a sleeper, someone who you know has been looked overlooked, I'm with Buck. It's got to be Mike Williams. you got to hope that he's going to stay healthy because the talent is there. All right, so I want to move on to the final segment here. We're going um, to do fantasy breakouts. Not obvious ones, so nothing. No one, no one drafted in the first three rounds. It's, we're gonna do uh, draft style. So snake. I'll. Uh, well, we're gonna roll the Eagles first. We'll go around and snake back. We're gonna do uh, four rounds. So I'm gonna go ahead and roll. A little five. A little five for Buck. Five oh, for Pook. I have a roll off. Got to ruin the day. One for <laughs> Philly. Philly. All right, Pook. Roll again. Let's see go. A two. I think I'm going first. Looks like I'm going second. <laughs> A three. All right, a three wins it. Uh-huh. I'm going first. Uh, so first for breakout stars, breakout fantasy players, not obvious, not in the first three rounds. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit here because we're this is after the Thursday night game. I, I'm saying AB. I'm saying career year for AB. It's obvious, but I think it's fair. You drafted him in the eighth round. AB's 101. Pook to you. Yeah, it's, it's it's you know it's really easy to pick a, a big uh, breakout player that you just saw play you know two days ago, but uh, you know I guess uh, I guess the rest of us have integrity. Um, <laughs> so first guy I'm gonna go with it's uh, it's a little bit of a homer pick, but I truly believe Lavishka Chanel is gonna have a great year this year. He is gonna be the manufactured touches guy. He is gonna be the guy who's getting you points every week in and out. And we know Urban Myers likes those little gadget plays, so. I think we're going to see a lot of Chenault early and often. I think he has that big playmaking ability that makes him primed for a second-year breakout. I think uh, I think top 15 is in his cards. With the end of the first round, I am going with Robert Tunyon. I think uh, Robert Tunyon could have a great year. Rodgers needs someone to throw with. And as we've seen, the Packers haven't done anything to, to help him. So it's Devontae... And Tunyon or bust? Does it does it count as a breakout if he was a top top five tight end last year? I'm just you know you know. Mm. Is he getting drafted top five this year? He's uh, getting right, pretty. Cool. Yeah, listen, I'm a Packer fan. I love it. All right, you're 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 up again, Philly. Uh, I am going with the beginning of the second round. We are looking at Jamar Chase. I think people are overplaying his comments about uh, catching the he ball. Can't, he can't see the ball. You know, the, lines, the lines on the ball. Not there in the NFL. I mean, it's it's hard for him. He's- I remember what I saw in college with him and Joe Burrow. It was, they were unstoppable. And if we can get a little taste of that in the NFL, um, I'm not too worried. Okay. With my second pick, I'm going to take a guy who is probably undrafted, sitting on your waiver wires. 
With the departure of Latavius Murray from the Saints, the clear backup role is going to Tony Jones Jr. And this is a rookie who's got some, some pep in his step. He's got some spunk. And I believe, like these uh, earlier years with the Saints, with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, we could see a deadly one-two punch here with Kamara and Tony Jones Jr. Not only that, but you got to think, Michael Thomas is out for, what, the first uh, first six weeks? Is that right? At least. At least the first six weeks. So that pass attack's got a little less bite than it used to. And we know Sean Payton. He's going to get his running backs some play. So I like Tony Jones Jr. I think he's going to be a good flex play. I'm not going to say I love the pick. I'm not going to say I hate the pick. I probably didn't know the guy's name, you know, three days ago. But uh, we can go from there. I'm going to go with my uh, last, uh, last pick in the second round. Uh, his name's Raheem Mostert. You've probably heard of him. If he can stay healthy, he hasn't done it yet. If he can stay healthy, I think you got a top 10 back. You probably drafted him in the sixth round. Sermon's there, but, I mean, we've seen him. We've seen what, what, uh, what they can do with multiple backs. Mostert is an incredible player. He's the fastest guy in the field. Uh, I think we're going to have a, a big, big year. Expect him to, uh, you know, to do big things if he stays healthy. And with my uh, first pick in the third round, uh, you know, I went to UCF. We're going to go a little homer here with Gabe Davis. We saw he did it in the preseason. We saw him have a little bit of a breakout last year. You know, he's catching passes. They lost uh, John Smokey Brown. They got, um, you know, they, re so they, they signed Emmanuel Sanders, but I don't think he's going to mean much. I think this uh, the number two position is going to Gabe. He's incredibly talented. He's the end zone guy. He's the end zone target. They don't throw to the tight end. I think he's going to do big things. Okay. With the second pick of the third round, I'm going to bring it in with Chase Claypool. A beast of a man, basically like DK Metcalf, but with, uh, with uh, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, I think he's Maple going, John. yeah, I think he's going, what, like fifth, sixth round in drafts? I think he's going to return at least that kind of value. Could be a top 12 guy. I mean, you got to think, they already, they got Deontay Johnson. They got Juju. So you're gonna have to, they're going to have to pay attention to those guys. And how are you not going to be able to double cover Chase Claypool with that size and that speed? I think he's going to take the top off and just bring him home. They left some sleepers on the board. Even yeah, though Philly, this, Philly. I probably, uh, probably broke my one rule of never drafting a fuck-ass Jets player ever. <laughs> uh, we went with Corey Davis this year. I think Corey Davis, where he's getting drafted, for what you're getting, the number one wide receiver in what could be a pass-heavy offense because they have no run attack, Corey Davis is the guy to get. And then with the last pick, uh, I don't know if you'd consider this, but some, some, some drafts where I've seen them, Booby Sanders. Booby has been getting drafted late. Is that a, is that a we'll take top it. three? That's uh, close enough. That's close enough. Uh, Booby, if that O-line stays healthy, healthy, it could be a huge, uh, huge year for him. Having Hurts uh, that's mobile this year uh, will help. They don't have um, much of a, a pass, pass offense. I think it's going to be mostly running. And they don't have any backup. They don't have Jordan Howard stealing TDs from them. So... Uh, I think it's all booby. It's all on his hands, and uh, we'll see. Poots? I did too. You, you Poots? Too? Yeah, okay, yeah. my bad. Corey Davis and so, Booby. with the second pick of the fourth round, I'm going to take DJ Moore. And here's why. So, DJ. <laughs> yes. That's right. So, he's broken out before. We're talking now he's going to be top 10. No, I think he's going to be a, a solid guy. So, he's, he's already gotten you know some production. We're talking about guys who are not in the first three rounds drafted there, right? Mm -hmm. we, think, we think they're going to return more on draft value. And I think this is a prime candidate for that. Okay? So, 
you know, old old Dash and Darnold has finally gotten away from the black hole of Adam Gase, and we've seen what happens when good quarterbacks play for him. They don't look so good. Think about Ryan Tannehill. You know, never looked so good in Miami. He comes over to a competent team with a competent coach, and he starts just chucking the ball. So I think we're going to see something something similar here with Darnold. I think DJ Moore, he already kind of gets, like, his yardage. He gets some targets. He's a big playmaker. I think the touchdowns are going to come this year. I think with a little bit of, a little bit of luck with a positive TD regression, I think we're going to see DJ Moore try and break his way into the top 12. All right, with the last pick of this draft, I'm going to go with a guy who's near and dear to Pooks. He's drafted him in a few leagues over some Jags players. His mm. name is, is Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to be phenomenal this year when he takes over for that job. Garoppolo can't stay healthy. Garoppolo is not mobile. Lance is just a better quarterback, and that is a great team. I, I Honestly, give him three, four games. Lance is going to do great things. With his broken finger? There's a lot of people hype on Lance this year. There's a lot of I've fox. heard that the chip in his finger is no longer a chip. It's gone. It's mm. He's healthy. He's reabsorbed the they chip. They said he's healthy for week one. Boys, we did it. Episode one, the Fantasy Joes. How are we feeling? In we, the books? In the books? In we the feeling books. good? Oh, feeling great. All right. Well, good luck with everyone in the fantasy, uh, their fantasy week one. It's exciting. Football's back. Uh, you, can, you can find us on Instagram at the, fa- um, the, uh, the Fantasy Football Experts. Ask any questions. Our DMs are open. 